0: Today on The Breakdown, the night was dark, but not full of terrors. It was full of check raises. Yeah, that's right, check raises, because we're going to do a Live at the Bike cash game again that really kind of set our Twitter feed on fire there for a second and a half between Dan Zach and a guy named Aaron. Someone's got a set, and someone's got two huge round, <laughs> I don't know, should I say it? Yeah, let's just get to the hand. All right, it's time for The Breakdown with Grant and Jonathan. Hey!
1: That was, a, uh, that was an interesting opening thank you it was you know different
0: different that's what i was going for. a little
1: bit different i like that you said the night is dark and full of check raises because we're going to do a live of the bike hand it's good logic <laughs> <laughs> makes sense
0: <laughs> i mean yeah okay you know yeah. i didn't want to say terrors Cause that's just a straight up theft. That's straight up plagiarism. Yeah, from George R.R. Martin. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to my boy. You guys are pals. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do when do you hang out? <laughs> you know, we talk about stuff. Like we, like, we dragons. Like, we like no. Come on, we talk about like lacrosse. We like eat. You know, we like
1: lacrosse. We like yeah. We like <laughs> watch,
0: watch old episodes of Friends. He's got. By the way, this is cool. He's got every episode of Friends on Blu-ray. Everyone, So we just, like, watch a lot of Friends, you know?
1: So on Blu-ray, you can see them age more clearly? Is that the eh, point? You know, Courtney Cox, is eh, it's
0: not as good as you think. Let me just say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Super high definition. Um, yeah, but it's, it's really incredible to watch. You know, just the progression of the, the texture of the... Uh, of the writing and the acting. Matthew Perry really grows as a human and an actor from season three to season eight. It's really remarkable. I recommend everyone to check it out. You you know what I'm talking about. You're talking about the show Friends. If you're a Friends head. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a Friends head, you get it, right? I mean, Friends heads totally get it.
1: This is, we're we're already off the rails, huh? (laughs) Oh, Big time. It's already over.
0: (laughs) Me and George R. R. Martin just eating and watching Friends and talking lacrosse. That's what's happening. And that's why the podcast is somewhat popular.
1: If any of our listeners cares to make a Photoshop picture of that scene, yes. that would be wonderful. You're we'll getting certainly, something for that. You're, you're certainly getting a retweet.
0: Oh, if and you, a minimum a retweet and maybe other stuff.
1: Jonathan, George R.R. Martin, watching Friends. Oh,
0: you're getting more than just a retweet. Yeah. We're going to come up with something. I actually have a thing we can send to you, now that I think about it. What is that? That um, poker, it's like a poker book that's like a huge, almost like a deck of cards that oh, we yeah. got. Oh, yeah. we were saying we could raffle it off, not raffle, but we could like do like a contest for it. We just give it out to... uh, We have
1: no idea if it's a quality poker book at all. Oh, never looked at it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's really cool the the way it's presented in this big deck of cards. You'll want it. Trust me. It's a a good coffee table thing.
1: Get your Photoshop's out, people. It's time. Let's see if anyone does it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Dan Zak before we talk about the hand. Great. Because he is the protagonist of this hand, and he is a very interesting player. We've done one other hand with him live with the bike where he made what seemed like a very above-the-rim play. Yeah. Uh, once we examined it. You should check it out. I don't remember what it was called. It's from about two months ago. It was the first Arpa Pacean hand. Yeah. That's what I know. Yeah. I don't. I wish I remember what it was what what called, but... Zach makes this hero check back on the river very quickly, yeah. understanding the situation very well when most players are going to find a value bet, and he was, he was losing, like big-time losing, and he found a check with an overpair in a spot where most players will not.
0: If, even if they were going to check, they would have taken a long time to figure out that they were going to check, I think, and he checked right away. He understood. Yeah, that. It, was a, it, was it was a bad card. It
1: was a cool play. He yeah. clearly knows what he's doing, and that's the guy we're talking about here. Um, and this time he's going to be a little bit more, a little bit more active than just checking. <laughs> Am I right, Jonathan? Oh, you know this reminds
0: me of the one with the dinosaur. I'm talking about season four, episode nine,
1: when Schwimmer, obviously Ross. Um, Please stay in is- canon and speak. Of them only as okay, yeah, character that names. Was,
0: I was doing it more for the foreign audience because they all know who David Schwimmer is, of course. But yeah,
1: he's big in, in Japan.
0: Huge in Japan, just yeah. as David Schwimmer. Yeah. You know, the tobacco ads. Yep. He just does ads for tobacco, period. You know, not like... You he's know, like actually milk, ventured
1: like, into hot sauce recently. Oh, has he really? Yeah.
0: So it's just general hot sauce ads, not like for a particular No, brand. No, no,
1: no, It's a particular. I can't pronounce it. It's a Japanese oh. brand. I don't want to... Oh, see, so, no, wanna... I'm, sa-
0: I'm saying something different. I'm saying he's actually doing tobacco ads for tobacco in general, much like where they're like, you know, milk... From the Milk Growers Association, it's like, tobacco, smoke it, you uh, know, oh, and that's okay. it.
1: Anyway, David what were Shurm. you saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, season three, episode nine is what I'm talking about. Friends okay. get it. All right, let's, let's get it. into the hand. Okay.
1: Shall we? Um, the guy, Aaron, who's against Danzac, we don't know anything about him. No. Although he does have the money or the backing to be playing in a 100-200 game. This is actually a 5100 game. It is a 100-200 game. I promise, Jonathan, we, okay. we went over this strongly. We did. Okay. I thought you said really
0: clearly it was fifty one hundred, but okay. No, it
1: was 100-200. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure. All right. Either, either Live at the Bike is... Well, Live with the Bike is wrong in some way. There are two chips in
0: front of Dan Zach, and he's the big blind. Yeah. So I guess it's a 100-200 game, right? But there's the 50... They call it 50-100-200, which is why there's this whole confusion why we're going back and forth, people. They label it 50-100-200. We cannot find... There's only two... Only two blinds, and yeah. there's no ante. So they're wrong about the labeling, and it's messing everything up.
1: I'm pretty sure I mean, with two chips in front of him, yeah, it's got to it be 200. Yeah, it kind of has to be fit. You're right. It does. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that makes Aaron's opening sizing a little bit strange for a cash game. It's yeah. more of a tournament sizing. Aaron, who has 40K in front of him on the button in a 100-200 game, unopened open pot, has two nines, two black nines. He opens to 500. Yeah. It's just small. It's just a small open.
0: It's a strangely small open. It's true. It's uh, like
1: Terminator. 25. Oh, Terminator. Yeah, keeps again getting 25. Yeah. Um, hey, before I talk anymore about the hand, I forgot. There's a bunch of people who suggested it, and hey. we should probably mention them. Okay. Uh, Matt Dorfman, Lancelot. We finally got a, a knight of, of heroic ages and, you know, past accomplishments in Great Britain to suggest a hand.
0: I mean, Lancelot is sort of the downfall of the Knights of the Round Table, but sure.
1: But he's famous.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is.
1: That's what matters. So is Hitler. Wow. Yeah. That's where we're going. Well, apparently so. Okay. Have you ever heard of the word infamous, Jonathan? Maybe try that one on for a size. Anyway, also, <laughs> Brian with a Y, of course, because it's a good hand. He suggested yep. it. Toby Bentall, Building Berms Group. So some sort of insurance company decided to suggest this or something okay. for some reason. Steven Tixay, Luis Torres, Christian Headhome, Ye Yee Yee, T-Bone, once again, Sean, and Billy. So yeah. thanks for the suggestions, guys. It was a good suggestion. Yeah,
0: you guys did great.
1: Yeah. Anyway, back to the hand. Aaron has opened to 500 on the button, 100, 200 blinds, with two black nines, 40K in front of him. So he's got 200 blinds. Uh, Dan Zach is in the big blind. Small blind folds, obviously. or else I'd talk about that. He has 53K and ace-queen offsuit, ace of clubs, queen of hearts. What do you want to do here, Jonathan?
0: Um, I think mostly we want to three-bet. Uh, we don't have to three-bet. It sort of depends on what we think our opponent's continuing range is. You know, like if he's going to fold... Most of his hands. Well, it's okay to three bet anyway. Like I, you'd almost want to ha- rather have a slightly more polarized range. But I think it's okay to 3-bet ace queen button versus big blind almost no matter what, like almost no matter what.
1: I think a big stack cash game is a great spot for that, especially if it's going for hours and hours and hours, kind of to say stay off my blind, you know, even Mm -hmm. though it's not like you're bluffing, but just widening your 3-bet value range a little bit against the button to say like you can't just open incessantly on my big blind.
0: I mean, it's going to be even better if he's going to call. If he's a guy who calls a lot, this is a perfect hand to do it with, right? Because you're just going to be crushing his continuing range, which is what you really want to be doing when you're going to be playing this hand, especially out of position. Which,
1: over time, is great. And a lot of players will find that in practice, in a a singular hand, it kind of sucks when Mm. you get called because you often miss with ace-queen off and don't really know what to do in a spot like that, and it kind of sucks. But but over time, you just have to take into account that you're crushing their range, and that's okay. Yep. Yeah, but it does kind of suck, right? Sure.
0: I mean, of course it sucks. I mean, you get called, and you're like, okay, I'm ahead of their range, so that's good. And then you flop something, and it's great and you miss and it's not as good and you bet anyway usually and i eh, hope it all works out. <laughs> it's that's that's no limit, man. It's just messed up.
1: As just opposed to up. as opposed to limit?
0: Yeah, limit's easier
1: to play. Because you can't lose as much money on a single bet.
0: Also, they can't make you fold. Right. Like if you flop a queen on this board and you bet and the guy might end up making you fold down the line even though you flopped a queen in limit, you never fold a, if you flopped a queen, you just call. You just can't fold. You bet and they raise, you You just call it down, whatever. Or you re-raise
1: even? Like no problem. It sounds boring. That's why they call No Limit the Cadillac of poker. That is why. Yeah, that's a quote from uh, I believe it was when Harry met Sally. Uh, um, Billy Billy Crystal says it when he's ordering a coffee. When He's
0: ordering a what? A coffee. A coffee. Yeah. I don't think he orders a coffee in that movie. You want so bet? Been just busted.
1: I have busted. Fine, fine. I made that up. It's from a different movie. Yeah, I don't remember what, what
0: movie. Probably, probably Rounders. What's that? It's a movie.
1: Oh, okay. Poker movie.
0: See on- obviously grant knows it's from super system by the way just in case anyone's wondering and it's going to tweet at us grant knows okay what's super system yeah he knows Grant's never read a poker book in his life but even he knows that right
1: i read uh the plo section of super system for some reason did you really yeah
0: that's I exciting i don't know
1: why <laughs> cool that's great. yeah that great. was like 10 years ago it's useful news for everyone all right yeah so you can exploit me in plo based on that knowledge okay so we have Aaron calling on the button after Dan Zach does three bet. Yeah, he decides to three bet to seventeen hundred over the five hundred, which is also a little bit small, but not as relatively small as the five hundred.
0: I mean, standard three bet sizing in cash games is often um, going to be a little smaller than I think you and I would like. Standard three bet sizing is usually going to be three xing, and when you're out of position, you put a little more into it. So, like three and a half xing is probably going to be standard for a lot of players. I like going a little bigger personally. Yeah, but you know. Because it's a cash game. Like, just, you know, go away or pay a lot. Those are my, those are your options. Go
1: away or pay a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be the name of my coffee shop, actually. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a $12 coffee. Go away or pay a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. So we have ace-queen offsuit, ace of clubs, queen of hearts, going against two black nines. Pot is $3,600. The flop is kind of a cooler. Ace of hearts, nine of diamonds, six of hearts. Yeah. So top second for Dan Zak and middle set, For Aaron, Aaron is thrilled. Couldn't be happier, I'm sure.
0: I mean, really? I mean, maybe if he... Couldn't be happier. So, like, the birth of his son, the moment his his fiance said yes, those are not happier moments for him?
1: Not for him. For him, this is it. (laughs) This is the one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He actually was... He's sort of dead inside a lot, and he only feels alive when playing cards, much like Mike McD.
1: When flopping tops or middle set against a three-betting range that includes an ace on the board he's
0: like this is as good as it gets yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is it yeah okay yep and you can see it on his face
0: yeah uh, not, a, not a great poker face
1: all right so dan Zach does something interesting with sizing here in 3600 in a cash game he bets 1000 yeah so what's going on here
0: i think he's trying to keep some cer- certain hands around that otherwise might fall if he did normal sizing
1: like two backdoor type hands
0: um, I actually, I wasn't even thinking about that, but sure. I think just like pocket pairs, like reasonable pocket pairs.
1: Like he could call with two tens. Yeah. What about two eights? Do you think he's going to get a call from two eights? thousand, you might get a call from two
0: eights. You might. But I think that those are the kinds of hands I believe he's targeting. And actually maybe even, I mean, weaker aces are going to stick around clearly for a thousand, no matter what, but maybe he thinks, no, nah, it doesn't matter. Actually, a weaker ace is going to call either way. I'm not a big fan of the sizing. I don't like the sizing. I think it's a bad because weaker aces are out there and they're all going to call for a bigger size. That as well as if we had if we had missed, were we going to bet a 1,000 on this board? Maybe.
1: Maybe. Dan Zach seems pretty good to me, so it's possible he that he would he be does. balanced in that way. You
0: know what? That's fair enough. As long as he's balanced, it's fine. I worry that he's not actually balanced in this spot.
1: I mean, if we're going to choose a board type where we're out of position three betting to bet small with value and with bluffs, an ace high board is probably a good... Candidate. It's really hard to argue that. Yeah. That's a great point.
0: You just feel like if he's calling, he's calling. If he's folding, he's folding. Um, but this is a way to get... Sorry, let me rephrase, Let me rephrase that. He's folding a lot, no matter what. Yeah. So I can bet small. Yes. No matter what I have here. Um, but by betting this small, I can maybe drag along a few hands that I would love to drag along. Right. Like if you have two kings and you bet a 1,000, you can actually drag along some worse hands. Right. As opposed to if you bet more, maybe you can't or it's harder to.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep, so that's nice. It's still you- going to be hard
0: to win if you have two kings and you bet a 1,000 down the road, right? Like, you're often going to lose this pot no matter what.
1: Well, not if they have one of those hands that you're targeting. They might not ever put in an aggressive action assuming that they're just bluff catching. Hmm. Okay. It's possible. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you have two tens here, I mean, what are you really beating you're beating some, some like a light three bet i guess i guess but it's okay It was button a big blind of course they can have they can have light three bats. right of okay. course oh yeah that's fine that's fine
1: yeah um i mean obviously there are downfalls to it mainly being that we are not getting as much value as we could out of weaker aces this which is, are obligated to call any ace is obligated to call unless we size it like an insane person
0: now maybe we think though by betting a thousand now it means we can bet the turn and get called by those weak aces again where if we bet twice we're much more likely to fold them out so yeah. we get a slightly bigger... So we make a little bit more money off them that way. But it's not that much. It's a marginal amount, right? That's true. Um, Build the pot a little bit so we bet a little bit more. We also through. don't
1: charge the flush draws uh, a good price nope. for us. We want to charge them more if he has a flush draw.
0: I mean, we were saying that, like, the King, King Jack with the King of Hearts has two back doors. Two nut
1: back door yeah. draws.
0: May just decide to call once. With the, for 1,000, I think it's supposed to call.
1: I think because you can always bluff the turn as yeah. well.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. We're floating with the intention of betting every single time it's checked to us when we have King Jack with the King of Hearts, I think. Right. right. That's just like, it doesn't matter if we pick up equity. Cool. Maybe if we had a King or a Jack, we could decide to check. You know, that'd be the only times to check, I would
1: think. Right. Now, this sizing is something that we need to remember and the audience should remember as well because mm-hmm. it may really be a key factor into some decisions that happen later on and okay. it may allow for some thought processes that, if we don't take in, it into account, seem kind of too radical yeah you know what i'm saying yeah so let's remember that dan made it only uh one three six one hundred one out of thirty six hundred what am i saying
0: you're saying one thousand to thirty six hundred. yes brain broke yeah he bet like thirty percent of the pot
1: yeah i got an update on my computer at that time and my brain was like which thing to pay attention to yeah i can see how that'd be really challenging it didn't work out so well um all right so anyway aaron is sitting there with a set of nines yeah and feeling pretty good, but wishing Dan Zach bet a little bit more, obviously. Yeah. So, should Aaron be making it more now? Would that be a good idea?
0: I like the idea of raising here, personally, very, very much. Okay, explain why. Well, I believe if we had two hearts in our hand, we'd probably raise, right? Especially on this amount that's bet into us. We probably we could just we could call and float, but we should have some raises on this board, sure, and. The board is ace nine what? It is ace nine six. Hey, so we flopped as good, essentially as good as we can. Yeah, we have if we're not the absolute top of our range, we're at the second best hand in our range, right? right? And we might be at the top. It's possible we four bet our aces almost always, if not always. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So. So nines are an incredibly strong hand, and as long as we have, if we have any bluffs, we need to balance those bluffs with some strength. This is a pretty good hand to do it with. And we don't block aces, which is beautiful. Like, having top set is actually a a much more questionable raise because we block hands we want to call us with. This guy can absolutely have ace king and ace queen, as we see.
1: Maybe we don't have many bluffs on this board because it's an ace high board and the guy three minutes out of the big blind. So we can just, we're just going to, when it's this cheap? Yeah. We feel like, well, we're just always calling. Yeah. I guess that's possible, too. Obviously, it does suck to not put more money than 1,000 in on this flop when we're like, geez, come on. Don't we want
0: to, like, try and play for stacks here?
1: Yeah, we want to play for stacks now, not later when it's scary. Right. Yeah. Like, we've got to build the pot to do that. We've right. got,
0: we got 39,000 behind if we just call. Like, it's going to be hard to play for stacks. If we raise right now, it isn't going to be hard to play for stacks. That I alone. agree.
1: And uh, and hearts are going to shut down action. We're not going to feel comfortable playing for stacks if hearts come, and neither right. is our opponent if they don't have hearts. Right. So, And even, like, 10s and 5s and 7s and 8s and are kind of scary cards because they complete straights, especially mm-hmm. when the sizing is so small. So those those hands are all still kind of alive. So, think, yeah, there's a lot of scary cards. I think raising is better.
0: The only way not to raise here is if we never raise hearts. If we never raise this board. If we just always call, then I guess we should call. But if we have any raises, this feels like one of the raises. Yeah. Just feels like it should be one of the raises, period, right? I, mean, I, love, I love this raise. And even if you want to, like, keep some really strong hands in your range that just call, that's fine. It's ace-9-5? Ace-9-6. Ace-9-6. We could keep bottom set. I think we'd rather have bottom set in our calling range of the two because then we're beaten by a little bit more, you know, like, sure. Not that it's going to come up very often, but the guy can have nines himself if we don't have it. Right. Yeah. So like it protects our calling range a little bit. And, but this is a hand that just also now our guy can have bottom set. It's like, there's better situations this way. I don't know. I've, I feel like this, I mean, you could raise bottom set too. It's fine. But I, I feel like this, we should pretty much always be raising this unless we never raise ever on this, in this spot.
1: If, if uh, when he sizes it like this, we're going to raise the majority of our draws, then we should be raising this hand. I exactly. Think. Because we could raise seven, eight. We could raise hearts, and we could raise sets in two pairs.
0: We may have to raise more than that to balance it up, but something like that yeah, is Yeah, maybe close. not.
1: We, we might maybe don't raise all of our hearts. You yeah, know?
0: there you go. That's all you have to do is yeah. just not
1: raise them all. Yeah. Like all of your hearts that contain a queen, you don't raise those.
0: You basically want to have a ratio of like two-thirds bluffs here, one-third uh,
1: value. I think you're probably fine. Well, depending on your sizing. Correct. Which we're not going to get into the math on that. Yeah. Um, anyway, Aaron decides just to call, mm-hmm. which it seems like we don't like. I'm not a fan of it, but okay. But okay. All right. That's fine. I mean, it's okay. We're, pr- we're definitely protecting the crap out of our calling range.
0: We are massively protecting. And that's okay, too. We're underwrapping our hand.
1: So That's fine. A- along with that, if if Dan Zach has a lot of light three bets, and Live with the Bike titled it Crazy Guy, yeah. referring to Dan Zach, so he might have a lot of light three bets. That might be a good reason to just call if, if Danzak has a lot of like jack seven of spades here yes. and is obviously going to shut down if we raise, but is going to bomb later if we don't.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Again, really hard to get stacks in, though, by doing it this way. With a hand that wants it's to get him in. really
1: hard to get stacks in against jack seven of spades, no matter what. Oh, of course, of yeah. course.
0: But if he has ace-king, it's hard to get stacks in by not raising
1: right now. He's not. We're not going to get stacks in against ace-king unless ace-king improves. I don't know if I agree. Let's
0: see. He makes it 1,000. We raise to... 5,500.
1: Okay. Based on the sizing so far, I doubt he would, but okay. Let's say he does. Based on the sizing so far, what do you mean? Just the way the game seems to be playing sizing-wise. I don't think he's going to make it that big.
0: Okay, but I'm just thinking it's like the pot is... How much does the pot have in it?
1: Uh, 3,600 plus the 1K. So
0: 4,600 before we act. So fine. Let's say we don't make it... Maybe that's too much. Let's say we make it 3,500. Okay. That's a reasonable size, right? Yeah. Okay. He calls. He's going to call. Okay. So now there's seven. Now there's 10K in the pot. Yeah. We have 36K behind. Yeah. We bet whatever the turn is, assuming it's a chill card that's not going to scare anyone. Two spades. Yeah, there you go. Um, We bet 7200 on the turn. Okay. He feels obligated to call. Okay. That's another 14. And we had, what, 10 in there. So now there's 24 in there. And we have
1: about 22 left. So
0: No, we have more than that. No, we had 40K effective to start the hand.
1: Yeah, you said 36 before the turn bet of 7,200.
0: That would be 29. Oh, you're right. You're right. I added that wrong. Okay, we have 29 and there's 24 left. So maybe we can't get it. We, we could do an overbet. It's not a crazy overbet. But we're, but we're probably also, not
1: going to get called.
0: It's harder to get called. But we could certainly bet big on the river. We can get most of our stack in on the river by raising.
1: I don't know if he's going to call, though.
0: That's the problem. I don't know either. I mean Ace King if it if it runs out without any hearts if everything misses he might feel like he just has to call he might
1: we'd get that'd be lucky though if he decided he had to call with just top top there
0: I mean that's but the, one of the reasons to raise on the flop is because it's easier to make the call down now right like ra- the later we raise in the hand usually the stronger we are right that's that's just sort of like population stuff like people are the later they raise the stronger they
1: are usually yeah, well, more cards come; it's easier to be strong when right. there's more cards. Right,
0: right. But also, like, they they might be slow playing and stuff like that. Yeah. Versus, like, on the flap, if we raise on the flap, now we don't like we don't really have pocket aces very often, so we're repping two sets, aces up and draws. That's that's it. Yeah. So, like, if none of the draws come in, it's really going to be hard to fold. I think Ace King.
1: All right. I don't know if it would be wise to call down Ace King to that line. I'm not sure if Dan Zach would, but I I get your point. That right that like clearly I get your point that that we're not going to be able to get stacks in against one pair very easily by just calling. That's my point. We're also not very easily going to get stacks in by raising.
0: I agree. But we get, we have the opportunity to make a lot more money by raising. And also when, when scary cards come, we've already got the money in there. Yeah. I think that's the best reason. That's that's a really good reason. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Aaron decides just to call. Yeah. And you know who you should call if you want to play some fun online poker. I
0: do. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Let's go. Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray. Those guys are alive.
1: When I say call, I mean use the internet, um, and I don't mean Ghostbusters. I mean Nitrogen Sports Poker Room.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, you're taking me by surprise right now. Yeah,
1: I know. That's what I do. You know, I'm balanced in that way. So go on. uh, I was not very balanced in the tournament. We just had a nitrogen sports poker, apparently, because I lasted about three minutes.
0: You got it in real bad.
1: I got it in real bad, real (laughs) early, three minutes in. But uh, the tournament I'm referring to is a tournament that you can only play if you use the link in the description of this podcast, or else you can't even see it because you're a piece of crap. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I mean that, too. You can call your lawyers and see if it's legal for me to say that, but I think it is. It's slander. I mean, it's more like libel. No, it's not. It's more like Slender. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be contradictory. But let's talk about tort reform. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, but first I have to talk about this tournament a little bit okay, more because it's okay, insanity. Right. Yeah. At the current price of Bitcoin, as we're recording this podcast, it's about a 95 cent buy in, right? Yeah. Give or take. Give or take. With a guarantee of $950. Yeah. We got the most players we've ever gotten. Ever. 73. I think it was 73. 73 players. We need 1,000 to break even on this. Do some math, people. (laughs) You got to get in this tournament. Yeah, you're
0: getting like 13 to 1 on your money right now. Yeah. Like, come on.
1: It's crazy. Get in there before the hordes come, because they will. They'll learn. I mean, Nitrogen is going to keep doing this, because I guess they don't like money. No,
0: they hate money, and they love you. Yeah, I guess so. Something like that, which is weird. We love you, too,
1: which is why we have this offer for you. And, of course, we play it and sometimes bust in three minutes. Sometimes win. I won the previous one.
0: That's true. Uh, Sometimes we get called. You know, lots of names. I get there's a guy who always claims I'm cheating in multi-accounting, which feels great. Yeah, Don't Jonathan
1: loves it when you do that. So yeah. please do that if yeah. you see Jonathan really cool. on Nitrogen Sports. Like, um, anyway, use that I'm, link.
0: I, by the way, I'm cheating in the 95 cent buy-in. <laughs> first place is like 250 dollars. That's what I'm doing. By the way, sorry, I just can't. I
1: hate it so much. That's <laughs> not, this shouldn't be part of the ad. It Jonathan. gets to me. All right. Anyway, if You're you want right. to hear rants like this from Jonathan in typed form. <laughs> Then uh, make sure you use that link. And we have the tournament at yep. the last Sunday of every month, noon Pacific time. See you there.
0: Yeah. Now, just one other quick thing Bitcoin is, of course, the way this thing works because it's a Bitcoin only poker room, casino, and sports book. So that's pretty cool because it moves super fast, both deposits and withdrawals.
1: Yep. Get your money, get it fast. Yes. And uh, it's not like the other people who say that, like, you know, MoneyGram or, or other like places that basically rob you. They actually right. just give it to you.
0: you yeah. Know? They give it to you right away.
1: Yeah. It's okay. Nice. Anyway, moving on. We have 5,600 in the pot now after the bet and call on the flop. Ace of hearts, nine of diamonds, six of hearts flop. Ace queen for Danzac having three bet preflop. Two nines for a set for Aaron having called preflop and called on the flop. The turn is the jack of clubs. Yes. It is not the worst card in the deck for Zack no. or for Aaron. Um, specifically not for Aaron. For Zack, he's really looking for hearts not to come, although he does have the queen of hearts, so that's nice.
0: It's nice, but yeah, still like a heart is probably the worst card for him.
1: A heart is probably the worst card. Any paint that's not a queen is kind of bad. It's not great. Yeah. Because it makes two pair for for Aaron with a little bit too much frequency to feel comfortable. I mean,
0: I think we would be more comfortable with a king than a jack or a 10, right? He has less ace kings. He's going to four bet. Yes, I agree with that. A fair amount of that. Yeah, jacks
1: and 10s are probably the worst non-heart cards. I think so. Um, and Aaron of course also probably has jack 9 suited in his range or Yeah, I think By so. probably, I mean definitely. I think he does. So that's another uh hand that's bad for us.
0: There's only two combos of jack 9 suited left though, because of right. the jack of clubs. So it's not something we have to be too worried about.
1: Yeah. And uh sets of jacks are now in Dan's axe range and probably in Aaron's range They're as both well, their ranges. Although Aaron might have forebet that a lot preflop. That's true. That's true. So more in Dan's axe range than Aaron's range. Okay. Um, anyway, it's not an ideal card for, for Dan, and he decides to check. Do you think he would have checked no matter what the card was? I hope not,
0: but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, part of it depends, I guess, what we think about Aaron. If Aaron's the kind of guy who we can just um, check and then call, and he's just going to keep firing, whether he has it or not kind of a thing. Like, he's going to miss his two back doors and fire away, which a lot of players are. Yeah. Then checking is reasonable, and, and then, yeah, you should probably check right? Because he's just going to fold everything if we bet and bet every time we check. That's pretty
1: good. Yeah. Especially because we bet 1k on the flop. He might have a lot of those two backdoor type hands. I mean, he may have a lot of just total air type. That's a reason to check actually the the sizing on the flop. And that's not even what I was referring to earlier when I said, pay attention to the sizing later, but it is definitely a factor that makes checking a little bit better than it usually would be here Yeah. because we're allowing Aaron to follow through with his plan of floating and betting.
0: Yeah. That's reasonable. Yeah. I guess I just, like, if we're going to do that, and I don't hate that, I wish we'd bet a little more on the flop, just a little bit more. Like, ugh, I just want to – I hate giving away all this money. I feel like we're just giving it away. Like, he might float us anyway on the flop. He's probably going to float us anyway on the flop He's so gonna much. He's going to
1: float us with a lot less frequency if we bet half the pot than if we bet – I mean, half the pot was like 1,800 instead of 1,000. Right? Yeah, it's a big difference. It changes, but I don't know if it changes It that changes much. the math in a very obvious way.
0: If we're going to check give up a lot in his mind – then he's going to float us a lot. But anyway, I mean, he's supposed to continue with a huge amount when we if we bet half the pot, right? Right. He's supposed to continue with like eighty percent of hands or something ridiculous like that.
1: Yeah, and uh, clearly eighty percent of hands are not going to be able to call a turn bet.
0: Right. So that's a good reason to check. That is a good reason to check. Now here's the other side of it, which is if he has a small ace, which he can really have, he can have a lot of small suited aces. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard to get three streets of value that way. Where if we bet, we could go bet bet and potentially get the get that value out of them right true and also this way we can charge draws that may decide to check back sometimes yeah usually i though i expect the draws to, to fire away here on the turn
1: yeah i think they're going to yeah especially when we about 1k on the flop yeah i agree they're yeah. gonna yeah they're going checking is not crazy here i'm che- down with the check checking is certainly not crazy it would also suck to get raised if we bet which is not oh, something yeah. we should always be concerned about but it's something that is in the back of our mind
0: I mean, it usually sucks to get raised when you bet and hold them, right? It almost always sucks. Not if you're
1: Aaron right now. Well, it kind of sucks, but it's not. Whatever. Yeah. We're
0: just going to not worry about it. I think we're not going to love it, but whatever. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think it it pretty much always sucks, but that shouldn't stop us from betting because we're just never going to bet then. Right.
1: Right. No, Dan checks. Of course, Aaron needs to start getting some value now for a set of
0: nines. I mean, he's got, like we said, he's underupped his hand. If he doesn't bet now, this is crazy. This is horrible.
1: Yes. It's, but it's not horrible, and it's not crazy, because he does bet.
0: Yeah. It sort of sucks for Aaron. You're like, oh, this guy's got, like, two queens, and he may fold now.
1: It well, sort of sucks. Aaron tries to keep those hands around by sizing it. Not as small as Dan Zach on the flop, but for a cash game, still pretty small. He bets half pot exactly. Right. 2,800 to 5,600. Two queens are probably going to have to call once. Yeah, they probably have to call. If he bets, like, 3,800, they
0: might fold. I mean, it really depends on the players. Like, some people are going to hold on. Some people aren't. Um, I would personally, I think, size it bigger. Like, let's try and make some money, man. We have a set of nines. So hard to ever have a set,
1: right? And we came to the conclusion that with Ace Queen, it was good for Dan Zach to check this turn, right? Which means if Dan Zach is thinking along similar lines that we are, he has plenty of aces in his range here that aren't going to fold for any size unless it's enormous,
0: right? So, two, so three quarters pot bet or something like that. They're just yeah. going to call,
1: right? So I agree. Uh, I think Aaron might be making a slight mistake with his sizing here, although it's nothing major.
0: Right, it's not. It's not the end of the world. I just right. feel like I just want to be building a pot more. But anyway, okay.
1: Well, we're thrilled when when Dan calls because yes. he does. And there's not really much else he could do here, right?
0: I don't see anything else at this point. It's really where to check raise. You have to be so sure your your uh, your opponent there has a draw
1: or a weaker ace that's going to call for some reason. It's
0: unlikely to call a weaker ace at this point because now we're t- we need Ace Ten. It's yeah, the next ace down yeah
1: and that's that's a hero call obviously
0: it's a major hero call yeah and based on the line we've taken with three bet bet small check raise turn that feels like feels like a set of jacks or a set of aces i mean i don't know how we can call with one pair one pair seems like a bad idea especially one pair with that is an ace king at least
1: all right so i want to talk a little bit from dan's perspective for a second here um when aaron calls the flop and now bets the turn what are we putting him on if we remove floats for now? We're just removing these weird two-back yeah. door floats. What are what are the reasonable value holdings that Aaron could have?
0: Um, All the aces, like all the suited aces, basically. You think
1: he would bet ace two suited? I think he really might. For what purpose? Try and
0: get called by two kings and two queens. Remember you just said two yep. queens are going to call? Although that is 12 total combos. Okay, but like big pairs can call us. Um I guess we'd assume Dan Zach is gonna continue with draws though, right? he yeah. probably bet draws.
1: Yeah, I would I would really think if he has hearts yeah. he's not gonna check call. He's so there bet.
0: maybe you're right. Maybe there's just not enough combos of value that can really call us if we bet all our races. So maybe it's only some, some of the better races.
1: Maybe we can get called by like King Jack and Queen Jack. Maybe Dan Zach would play those yes. that way. Although, he might be checking because he hit a jack. However, Let's not forget he three bet preflop, so those are far less likely. They are,
0: but let's not forget we opened the button and he three bet yeah. from the big blind, so he's going to be wider than he like. He might be able to have Jack Ten suited here and stuff. Maybe. I mean, most players aren't. Okay, but he could. Got King Jack, Queen Jack, Jack Ten. These are at least possible.
1: They're possible, but I'd give him at at most a quarter of the combos. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah, totally so fair. I think I prefer checking back with weak aces here if we're
0: Aaron. Yeah, I don't. I agree with you. I agree with you. So maybe the real question is, are we betting ace 10?
1: That's a great question. I think that's like, because I feel like we're not betting ace 8, probably. I agree. I think we
0: should bet ace 10 because we have to bet something. We're going to bet some of our misses, right? So we need to bet some of our value. And I understand we have a set of nines. We're betting that, but there isn't enough other value that we're not going to be able to include ace 10 is my guess. We have ace jack, yeah. ace 9, ace 6, I think we can 6, have ace 6, queen. 9, 9. Okay, we can have ace queen. You're right. Ace queen, ace ten. That seems like a pretty Maybe reasonable range. Maybe even ace
1: king. We might play ace king like this.
0: A little bit, but not. Yeah. Usually, we're not going to have it though. Usually not. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So ace ten's close. So I, you know, we could check back ace ten. We could bet ace ten. It feels like right on the right on the edge. All right, depends so on how many bluffs. As do as we have. As Dan
1: Zach, here. we're kind of hoping that's what he has.
0: Yeah, we're we're sort of a, we're targeting sort of like about fifty percent bluffs, fifty percent uh, value here on the turn. I would think as uh, Aaron. So it just depends how many bluffs we
1: have yeah
0: well, if we have a lot of floats, we need to bet ace ace ten I think
1: yeah I think you're right um Dan Zek's fears would be sets, which are not likely because Aaron didn't raise the flop, right. and I think his biggest fear is probably ace jack that's his like the the hand that's probably looming largest in Dan Zach's mind is a hand that might be beating him now mm-hmm um but of course, Dan can't fold because he has. Bet so small on the flop, he's under-repped his hand through that and through checking the turn a little bit. And Aaron clearly could have hearts or 7-8 or something like that, or even got shots. Yeah. And so, yeah, we just have to call his Dan. Oh,
0: yeah, we 100% have to call.
1: But so, but it feels pretty good because just combinatorially, it feels like there's a lot more fluff out there than there is strong value for Aaron.
0: Um, yeah, and maybe we can beat some of the value anyway with ace-queen, which is really nice. Like, if he's going to bet ace-10, we can beat that. Yeah. That's sweet. It's pretty know. sweet.
1: Yeah. Is it possible? Would Aaron ever bet Jack X of hearts on the turn when he picks up the jack just to build a pot? That's an interesting question. It's possible he might, where he feels like I'm in
0: position so I can just check back the river anyway. Yeah. I get to set my price. I get to build a pot. So if I hit it,
1: I think he really might. So if he had Queen Jack of hearts, that might be, oh, I can't have that from Dan's perspective because right. Dan is the Queen of hearts, but King Jack of hearts or or Jack... Eight of hearts. Yeah, something
0: like that. He might bet that and think, like, I'm just checking back if I get called and don't improve. But if I improve, cool. I got a bigger pot to win because I can bet. So that's another
1: type of hand that Dan can be happy with Aaron having. Yep. Anyway, so the bet and the call. We're going to have 11200 going to the river. But before we get there, let's talk a little bit about the old Dash Digital Cash, Jonathan. Let's do that. I enjoy talking about the Dash Digital Cash.
0: You really do. You know what? You love it. They call me a Dashaholic. Dash? It's a problem, honestly. Not well, not not your love of dash, but you're let, talking about let's it. Let's not
1: have an intervention on the podcast. All right. You see, everyone, come on out. No, go. <laughs> They're p- all. We all love you. We're Stacey. all Stacy. We love you, Stacy. You brought Stacy. She
0: she really demanded that she showed up. I I, I, I mean, ins- how can you bring? She, she has no
1: credibility. Do you see all the pills she's popping <laughs> all the she, time?
0: She insisted. She she cares.
1: She does. She care? Or is she looking for for a new high?
0: I'm not sure what's going on. Anyway, <laughs> Dash Digital Cash
1: <laughs> is. Like Bitcoin, it's a cryptocurrency.
0: (laughs) Okay, good.
1: (laughs) And you don't have to have an intervention when you talk about it because it's a very interesting thing and you should talk about it. We, in fact, made a video where we talked all about it. It's in the description of the podcast. So if you want to learn more extensively about it, you can look there. But here's a little cliff notes for you. It's a uh, very fast cryptocurrency. There was there were tests done by the guys over at Crypto Basic Podcast. Yeah, that's right. And um, they interviewed us by the way. That should be coming out sometime soon. Yeah,
0: like next. Oh, by the time you hear this, probably it might be out by the time you hear
1: this. Yeah, yeah. and those, those guys are cool.
0: Yeah, I was impressed.
1: Uh, anyway, they they did tests and they found that Dash takes 1.3 seconds to transact. Incredible, which is significantly less time than a credit card.
0: It's so weird how fast it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm always impressed anytime I move some from one place to another. Just like bam.
1: Yeah. It's like, and, wow, it really happened again. And by the way, it can be from any point in the world to any other point in the world as long as you both have internet access.
0: Yeah, the only places where it won't show up that way is if you're moving Dash to an exchange and they require a certain amount of confirmations. So they have their own like weird internal process before they actually like, let the money show up. But anytime you're sending it to
1: like just a normal wallet of any kind, it'll show up right away. Which is crazy and great. Yeah, it is great. And another great thing about that, of course, is that if you're going to do that, you're going to want to do it pretty frequently because it's so convenient. You don't want it to cost very much. It right. doesn't. It doesn't. It costs half a penny. Yeah. That's pretty good.
0: No matter how much you send, it's half a penny. I mean, come on. How much does it cost? How much is it like if I was going like to do a cash advance on a credit card?
1: I don't know, seven thousand percent. It's like
0: so much. It's it's like it might be like six percent or something for the cash. It is crazy.
1: And by the way, those credit cards are charging the merchants three percent. You might not feel it necessarily directly in your bill when you when you go to the grocery store and you pay with a credit card, but guess what? You're getting charged that three percent. The merchants aren't eating that. They're they're adding three percent to all their prices due to credit card fees.
0: Absolutely. And so like if if this was a different world, a future world where everyone's transacting in, let's say Dash, the merchants like food prices would be cheaper. Or they would go up slower because, like the, the increases would be less over time in terms of the price because it would cost the merchants less. That yeah. would get passed on to the consumer to some degree. Maybe they'd split it with the consumer, but still one and a half percent, two percent less. That's a pretty good deal
1: over a lifetime. Wooey!
0: I mean, you can buy a house with that, depending on what kind of food you
1: eat. Tiny house, depending on what, if you eat really. But those are trending right now. If you get if you eat a lot of steak, maybe you can buy a nice house. <laughs> All right. Anyway, check out Dash Digital yes. Cash. Check out the video. Let's get back to the hand. Yes. All right. $11,200 in the pot. The river is phenomenal. I love this river. I love how it plays out. Okay. I'm excited to talk about it, Jonathan. Me too. Me it's too. why so many people suggested the hand. So we got 11200 in the pot. We got ace queen for Dan Zach. Ace nine six, two heart flop, uh, nine of diamonds. The turn was the jack of clubs. It went check, bet with a set of nines for Aaron, and Dan called with his ace queen. Right. The river now is the king of clubs. Yes. Okay. So that card feels slightly significant, you know? Sometimes Dan made two pair with that hand, with Ace-King. Yes. Sometimes Queen-10 got there by one of these players. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. That's possible. Sometimes Dan made a set of Kings. Yep. And that's about it, really. That's about it. I guess King-Jack got there in a way.
0: Yeah. King-Jack's possible.
1: King-Jack is possible for both players.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit
1: more likely for Dan, but yeah. still. Mostly King-Jack of Hearts if it's Aaron. Right. Yeah. I no, know. King Jack with the King of Hearts, maybe. But anyway, go on. He might not bet that on the turn. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right. So, 11,200 in the pot. Dan checks. I don't think there's much else you can do with Ace-Queen in this no, spot. No, I think we're checking. Yeah. Aaron, of course, is going to bet. The question is, Jonathan, what size do you want to do 11,200 in the pot? Okay. So, how much do we have back? 35K.
0: Okay. So, that's not really anything to think about. We're no. just trying to get... We just want to get max value off a pretty good hand at this point. We're right?
1: hoping that somehow we're lucky enough that Dan has two pair. And if he doesn't, we hope he heroes with whatever he has.
0: I mean, Ace Queen is a pretty good hand to target also. Yeah. Um, I think we should definitely size it up because Lord knows we haven't. We could make it look like a missed draw sometimes. We could, you know, balance it anyway with some missed draws where we size it up too. I think, you know, near full pot is a perfectly good size at this point. Like if the guy's going to, the guy's two tens, he's folding anyway, right? Like let's try and get value. Let's uh, hero right. if you want, buddy. Like, let's go. Let's bet. Let's bet ninety percent of the pot. Well, hundred percent of the pot or something.
1: Aaron sizes it up a bit more than he has been, but not to the extent that you like. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to tell you everything that happens, and then we're going to explore a couple questions. Sounds great. All right. So Aaron bets seven thousand four hundred into in eleven thousand two hundred. Yeah. And Dan sitting there with one pair, ace queen. He moves in. Check raises all in. Check raises all in for 35K effective. Yes. This is not an accidental bluff. This is a real bluff. Yes. Dan knows it's a bluff. Yes. Nobody makes this bluff. No one. It's super cool. So first question. Good. What types of hands is Dan trying to bluff Aaron off of? Because clearly he's targeting a better hand than ace queen. He's not expecting to get called by a worse hand.
0: It seems it's got to be two pair of hands, right? Yeah. That's all it could be. So it's got to be ace jack, ace nine, king jack, jack nine. That's it.
1: Okay, Jack-9, definitely possible. Yep. Like, really, really makes sense.
0: Ace-Jack, Jack-9 both make a lot of sense. They both make a ton of sense. Uh, Ace-9. Ace-9 could, but even that's less so.
1: King-Jack of Hearts makes sense, but other King-Jacks are a little bit less likely.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Uh, I guess maybe sometimes he'll bet his King-Jack on the turn if he had the King of Hearts float where he had the two back doors Mm-hmm. decides to bet on the turn just to set a price for the river and then right. hits the king and decides he has to bet for value now. Right. I guess that's possible as well. It's possible. Yeah. Possible. We don't think Dan is targeting sixes and nine sets, right? I don't. Do you? I think it's it would, that would be very ambitious. I mean, it seems crazy to target a set to yeah. me. All right. So,
0: also, why would we think this guy is a set? I don't know why we'd think that.
1: Yeah, it's hard to imagine, but he does have a set. Yeah. Which is kind of... It's good for Aaron that we can't imagine him having a set really very likely. Yeah, really good. That's that's nice about how he played this hand, although we were critical of a lot of the things he did.
0: I mean, look what he ends up engineering, right? He ends up... We were talking about you can't really play for stacks no matter how you do it. Guess what?
1: We're playing for stacks. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. Uh, All right. So next question. Should Aaron tank?
0: Great question. I think Aaron should tank at least for like 40 seconds 30 seconds something like that because there are hands we're losing to we have the effectively the fourth nuts i would say right there's jacks aces kings and queen 10 and then there's us yep okay queen 10 is almost impossible for Dan Zach to have he'd almost always bet that on the turn instead of check calling it
1: right i'm and if he had queen 10 of hearts and he decided to check it and he got a bet he'd probably raise if he had queen 10 without hearts he'd probably just fold if he decided to check the turn
0: so I think we can safely eliminate Queen-10 from Dan Zach's range here. And now we're just down to pocket aces, pocket kings, pocket jacks, all of which could be in there. It'd be very strange for him to check pocket jacks when he hits the set on the turn with the ace on the board, though.
1: The one that, that scares me the most is pocket kings. Yeah.
0: I think that's right, because I'd expect him to bet aces and jacks on the turn almost always. Right. So, yeah, pocket kings is all we have left.
1: Okay. Pocket, yeah, po- king-
0: pocket kings makes sense.
1: It makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, so... That's that's the biggest fear. Yep. So here's another question. Yeah. Do you think Dan Zek would have made this move without the Queen of Hearts in his hand? And I asked that question because now he knows for sure that Aaron does not have the Queen Ten of Hearts. Right. And that's really the only Queen Ten Aaron can have.
0: Well he also blocks just a bunch of other hearts. Yes, he does well. block other hearts. But and the any, Queen of
1: any, Hearts specifically is very important.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um That is it's I think it's <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say he wouldn't do it without this, without that. Cardin is him. But it definitely should make it easier to make this play, right? Because we, we block the nuts and we block draws that we can call and beat. I mean, Those I mean, are two really good reasons to, uh, to not call.
1: It makes it effectively so that our opponent is capped at the second nuts, right? Like, how could Aaron have queen 10 here? Is it, is it possible for Aaron to have queen 10 here if it's not of hearts?
0: I mean, I think it is possible. We bet a 1,000 on the flop. He's got backdoors. He could absolutely... He's got even one backdoor. He might be floating, like, a lot of things when you only bet 1,000 on the flop, and he's in position. Like, a lot of things. Okay. And I think queen 10 probably is one of the things when you bet 1,000 you're supposed to show up with. Then he turns open-ended. Yeah. And it, the guy checks. You bet. And now he bet the river. But the queen of hearts is still a really great card because it means he's less likely to have flush draws, which yeah. we don't want him to have. Because we, if we thought he had a lot of flush draws, we would just call, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it does block the nuts, and it blocks the most likely holding of the nuts because queen ten of hearts is, of course, the most likely holding. Or even or even queen ten with the queen of hearts, most likely. Those, those are the hands that are guaranteed 100% calling on that flop when we bet 1,000. Yeah. And we block those. Right. I think he's probably calling with all the queen tens, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, Joe
1: McKeon we know might, but we're not sure that this kid would. I mean, we're not sure, but he bet 1,000. Yeah, but still, you have queen ten of spades here. You're just going to call?
0: I think you're supposed to call most of the time with most of your hands, man. When the guy bets so small and you're in position, he's going to check give up so much on the turn right on an ace high board. I
1: guess it's possible. It's just a lot less likely than when he has the queen of hearts in his hand. I agree. I
0: mean, I I agree. So it's hard to know how many queen tens he has.
1: Like you're saying a lot of players are going to show up. (laughs) You're saying like it's the most normal thing in the world, but I think to a lot of our audience, that might be a little bit strange to hear that you think that on an ace nine Six, two heart board, you should call with queen ten of spades.
0: <laughs> That's a fair point. Oh, I think we're definitely calling with the back door. If we're suited in queen ten, we're calling with the other back door. Or diamonds. It is. Dim- yeah. So if queen ten of diamonds, for sure, we're calling. Okay. Um, and then the queen ten other stuff. I hear what you're saying. The, the thing is, like, um, if you're folding stuff like queen ten, you're probably just folding too much on this board in this spot, um, and you're wildly exploitable.
1: Are so, you sure about that? Yeah. Let's think about all the hands we can call with that are better.
0: Let's not think about that. Let's think about all the hands we can fold with that are worse. Okay. Because there's so many.
1: All of the suited low hands that aren't of hearts, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Then what else? I mean, we probably don't have like five, four off suit.
0: We probably don't, but we probably have, we have a bunch of small suited stuff. We have um, stuff like 10, eight, we may have 10, eight off. We're not folding that. That's a gut shot. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, because there's a six. Yeah. You're right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We're not going to fold that.
1: That's actually better than queen 10. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt.
0: Um, okay. Um, what else can we have here? It's hard to come up with more stuff. I all think the it's bit.
1: possible queen 10 without the back doors. Like, where do
0: you think queen 10 falls in our range? Like, give it a percentage.
1: I'm going to say uh, that's really hard to do on the fly.
0: I agree. I agree. We're just going to we're guessing
1: somewhere between 20 and 30. Yeah, I
0: agree. Right. Yeah. If that's if that's true, we're supposed to call when he bets a thousand, just like from from a frequency based point of view. Anyway, you're absolutely supposed to call.
1: But are people really in practice doing that that often? More and more, yeah.
0: But you make the point is if you fold that hand, you're just you're folding so often, and he he's automatically making. It money might be when he bets lower than that.
1: Honestly, it really might be lower than that. Considering like we have to have what four or five suited, not of hearts or diamonds, mm-hmm. um, or what deuce four suited. Are we even calling with that pre flop? Three no. four three four suited we are. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's not a lot of combos. That's six total no, combos. That's not very many. Yeah. And then all of the other lower, slightly connected hands are either a pair or yeah. they have a gut shot. I guess.
0: I guess maybe maybe I'm, maybe you're right and I'm wrong because I'm thinking of his entire button opening range, but he's folding a lot of that yeah. to the three bet. So this is the continuing range of the three bet. Maybe Queen Ten off is just not high enough in there. Maybe maybe it's in the like the bottom fifteen percent or something like that. I
1: and agree. Any Queen Ten with a second back door is probably a call, but I don't think Queen Ten of Spades is. Okay, right. I think you're probably right based so, on
0: based so, on the continuing range of the against the three bet.
1: So we can feel a little safer as Dan Zack with the Queen of Hearts in our hand because that is yeah. by far the most likely backdoor giver. Right. Yeah. He
0: can have Queen Ten with the Ten of Hearts potentially. Potentially. But that's
1: less exciting. It's obviously. a lot less exciting. You don't
0: really want to like hope for your running Hearts now. Yeah. So it's it's not super. It's not as big a deal. Queen Ten of Diamonds clearly, I think, is a call.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Queen 10 of Diamonds is, okay. better, is is way better, actually, than Queen 10 with just the Queen of Hearts. Let yeah. me say this. The only guy who can really show up with Queen
0: 10, though, is Aaron, right? Aaron's the guy who can have the nuts.
1: Yeah, it would be very strange for Dan Zach to play the turn the way he did with Queen 10. Right. So, yes, Aaron is the only guy that can have the nuts, but Dan feels confident that he's unlikely to because of the Queen of Hearts in his right, hand. because he has the key blocker. Right. Which is fair. Yeah. So he's mostly, I mean, there's a bunch of two-pair combos out there that he's targeting. I think it's a fair amount.
0: I mean, so this is... I, so just to take a step back for a second. So what's going... The, first of all, the reason why we... Obviously, this is a bluff, right? You're not yes. going to check race 35K and hope to get called by Ace 10. Never. Unless you've got a crazy dynamic with the player. Some right. Some insane dynamic, which you almost are never going to see. Um, so it's just the sizing. The fact that Aaron sizes... What he size? Like 63% of the pot or something like that. Dan's just like, I'm losing. Yeah. I'm, or, or maybe he's not like, I'm losing. Maybe he thinks like...
1: Anytime he's betting
0: for value, I'm losing. And and, and I'm beating all the... Like, the draws aren't a problem either way, but I can fold out pretty
1: much all his two pair hands, right? Right. And the way he played it, it doesn't look much like a set. No. Here's my question. What's Dan Zach representing besides two kings? That was going to be my next
0: question. I mean, is he repping ace-king? I think it's ace-ace.
1: He check-called ace-ace on the turn? I think that's a possibility, yeah. I think it's not
0: super likely, but... I think he's... Check, call it, though? Seems I think seems so weird.
1: I think it's possible.
0: I mean, if anything's possible, but I, I, I can't imagine he's going to do it that often with Ace-Ace, right? Probably not. He can have it, but it, like he has all the combos of Kings, we think.
1: Yes, yeah, so I think Kings make the most sense, for sure. He has, at most, one combo of ace
0: and I would argue probably less than that. Yeah. Okay, cool. How many combos of Ace-King does he have? There's nine total, nine, possible.
1: Nine total? I think he... Well, we see that he checked ace-queen on the turn, and we liked right. that, ultimately. So that means he's probably doing the same with ace-king. I think it's possibly... The question is King. if he's actually going to go for the check-raise on the river with ace-king, which is a question Aaron has to ask himself, obviously, when he's sitting there with a set of nines.
0: Okay, well, let's, let's ask that question, because I think it's a really key question. Okay, um, Wouldn't you? I think you would, right? We're
1: putting this guy in two pair. Yeah, we mostly are. Like, we think we're winning. Although, it's a little different when we don't have the queen of hearts in our hand. That's true. That's it's a, true. It's actually quite different. I mean, makes a significant difference. There's
0: still a lot of two-pair combos out there. Of course, there's a the second question is, are those two-pair combos going to call us?
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's not aces up, it's probably a fold, and then the aces up is a hero. Dan Zach clearly thinks two-pair two, two pair isn't calling because he's making
0: this check-raise play, right? Where he's trying, clearly trying to fold that exactly two-pair. Yes. So he's like, I can get this guy to fold two-pair right now.
1: Yep, and he's probably having the ace blocked helps him think it's not aces up as often, so that's that's better for him. He gets yeah. to fold those out more. He probably
0: thinks Aaron's capped at ACE, ACE Jack. Yeah. Well, except unless the guy has the queen, 10 of diamonds or decided to call it with queen 10 on the flop. It's ACE Jack. Yeah. Or that's as good as it gets. And he thinks he can fold out that hand at least some of the time too.
1: Right. Right. Okay. So yeah, I mean, Dan is not repping a ton. I agree with you. I think it's mostly a set of Kings. That yeah. makes the most sense. Of course, the next question we have to ask is Aaron is what are the bluffs? Right. And I mean, I guess we have to ask: Can we beat any value? And that question comes down to: Would Dan do this with Ace King? And we kind of think not, really. I think it's possible. It would. It's possible, but it's I not, think it's I think it's possible. Not all the time, though.
0: Not well. I don't know. He's got to check the turn and then check raise the river. We definitely can't say he's going to play it like this all the time. Yeah. This is why, also, I think aces is is questionable too. But right. the kings, yeah, I think he'd play kings like this.
1: Well, I think aces is more likely than Ace King, just because it you feel a lot more confident with that hand. Aces is more likely than Ace-King because why? Because we feel, we feel like we can get called by worse more easily with Aces than with Ace-King. Why? If somehow we're wrong and he can't have lower sets, that's...
0: Okay, but we block Aces up so much more with Aces. That's true. So I, I actually don't think I agree
1: with you because of that. Well, I really don't like how you said that. Sorry. It was just it really condescending. No, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Well, I think that you should do the rest of this podcast by yourself while I ha- I have a day. You know, take a moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and take that day if you need it. That's okay. fine. That's fine.
1: Stacy, um, stop looking at me like that.
0: <laughs> we're all here because we care. Now, <laughs> you'll Now, you now we're, you'll have your chance to talk, Grandpa. Stacy wants to read something now. <laughs> she can't she read. She wrote it. What? You know she can't read. I mean, she's going to... She had someone else read it. And she... she that okay let's get back to the hand okay so um so yeah so I kind of think that there's that ace king ace king and kings I think play the same because you're talking about like ace king is questionable because we don't have the queen of hearts but that's the same thing with kings anyway but true we don't block we also don't block anything yeah I think I would assume that almost always the range I, I'm targeting the same range and like I hope to get called by ace jack rather than not get called by ace jack basically I wouldn't I would be not very concerned about sets I would be like, that's very unlucky if he has a set at the end, you know? Yeah. And okay. it would turn out he would have one, and I would be sad. But.
1: All right. Well, if Zek's going to play ace-king like this. Some of the time, anyway. At least some of the time. I mean, yeah. we're not getting a great price as Aaron here no. on the river. What, what is the price we're getting? All right. So he has to call 27-5 mm-hmm. uh, in order to win. Let's see. 35 K effective here to win uh, 47.
0: Okay. So it's got to be right. Something like 36% of the time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that means if we're getting two to one, we have to call as far as the combos are concerned. It's
0: pretty interesting yeah. because here's my quick thought before we had done that. I thought like, so maybe we give them like a third of the ACE Kings. I was thinking in my head, which so would be like three, three and there's six combos. Oh, sorry. There's only three combos of Kings. Yeah. Um. So it means if there's any bluffs at all, we can probably call.
1: But if there's any chance that he would play other value that's better than ours in a strange way like this, too, we can add that in as well.
0: Any value that's better than ours, like, like aces?
1: Or mm-hmm. or jacks. If somehow he shows up with a set of jacks here.
0: How is he ever going to
1: I mean, how? it's weird that he has ace-queen, isn't it? It's less weird. that Jacks are going to bet the turn, aren't they? I mean, you
0: can't say with 100% certainty. Of course not. But... I mean, we can give them so many more combos of ace-queen than jacks, can't we? Can we? Can't we. First of all, there are more combos. But second of all, like, jacks want an ace to call them. And so yeah. they're going to bet again. Ace, They don't block the
1: ace. I'm, I'm talking about actually making the check shove, though. Okay, but to get here, we have yeah, to but think making about the, the turn. Yeah, but to get here, jacks is very unlikely. To make the check shove, ace-queen is very unlikely. Yes. No, that's true. Yeah.
0: That's true. Um, they're both very unlikely. I mean, all of it's unlikely yeah. at this point, right? Except kings.
1: Right, kings is the only thing that makes the most sense. Like, ace-king
0: feels unlikely, too, because would he really check the turn? It's possible
1: what Aaron is thinking here. He's sitting and he's thinking through all these potential hands that Dan can have, and he's like, what hand makes the most sense? Pocket kings makes sense all the way through. Yes. I can't think of another hand that does.
0: Right, that's very possible. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, what are the bluffs?
1: That's the next question.
0: It's super hard to come up with. It has to be this above-the-rim
1: thing like this. Right.
0: Now, here's something I want to say about Dan Zach. Because just before we started this podcast, I said, I'm going to go do some quick research on Dan Zack. Okay. And I looked him up on Hendon and Mob, and I found out he, whatever I said, like finished fifth in a, or in WPT or seventh or something like that um, for 200K very recently. But I also found uh, in January, Live at the Bike put out a hand, uh, one of their, you know, hand of the day or whatever, where Dan Zach took one pair on the river and turned into a bluff and shoved and the other guy had a set of fives and I don't know what happened because I didn't see the end of it cuz I just wanted to see is Dan Zach going to do some crazy stuff. So Dan Zach has the weird one pair yep. turning into a bluff. I could I could hero but I'm not going to hero instead I'm going to put the give the decision back to you spot in him. Right. So knowing that means like we never not, we not be able, ever be able to come up with what... Answer the question very well of what are the bluffs. Right. But we can still know there are bluffs.
1: Yes, I agree with that. And that messes this whole thing up again, right? I agree with you. It's such a weird conundrum because it really does feel like the only hand that makes sense is a set of kings. But at the same time, the point you made is is valid. So, of course, then we have to go to distribution and representation. I, I mean, I agree. And we are clearly under at this point, Massively. right? Massively. And we are pretty high in our distribution. And I'm... I'm not including our bluffs, yeah. only our value hands, which we said are two pair and better on the river, right? Right. So, Jack nine plus, Jack nine plus. So we have hands that are worse than this. We have nine six suited potentially. Yeah. So, so may- maybe even nine. Yeah, six I plus. agree. Nine six suited. Jack nine suited. Yep. Uh, King Jack of hearts at least. Maybe King Jack with just the King of hearts. Maybe Ace Jack for sure. Ace nine? Did we say that? Uh, no. Ace nine and ace six. Because if we're going to solo play the set, we might solo play those as well. Pocket sixes. Pocket sixes, yeah. So those are all the hands that are worse. We have pocket nines, obviously.
0: Yeah. Pocket jacks make sense. Yep. Although we might four bet that pre anyway, yeah. but
1: some of the time maybe we can show up with pocket and jacks and maybe here. an iota of pocket aces. Maybe an iota of pocket aces, and then queen ten of diamonds. Right. Maybe
0: maybe we can turn up with a few other queen tens. Yeah. We could argue about that more, but well, let's we
1: have not. queen ten of hearts for sure in our range from our perspective. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. And actually queen 10 with the queen of hearts. Yeah. So we have, we have some queen 10s, but okay. So we've got some of the straights. We got some of the nuts. Yeah. A tiny bit of pocket aces, a tiny bit of pocket jacks, and then pocket nines. Let's actually, let's actually
1: do a little math. Okay. Great. I love it. Yeah. All right. So the hands that are better than ours that we play like this. Yes. All of the queen 10s that include the queen of hearts. That's, um, let's see. Four combos. Yes. Yeah. Queen 10 of diamonds. That's five combos. Five combos. Let's not mess with other queen 10s. Fine Five combos. Maybe we give him two total combos of pocket aces and pocket jacks.
0: Fine, feels even that feels high, but sure. Sure, seven combos. Great.
1: Um, let's give him all the combos of pocket sixes because he has pocket nines. Oh, that's below. Yeah. Uh, never mind.
0: <laughs> so there's seven combos of hands that are better than us.
1: Yes. Okay. And then combinatorially worse than us it's is be so, so many.
0: many. Well, there's three combos of pocket sixes. Yep. There is nine combos of pocket of ace jack. Nine combos of
1: ace jack. That's already twelve. That's already twelve. We're already that's solid. Two, two combos of jack nine suited.
0: Right, um, nine combos of ace nine,
1: nine combos of eight, eh. yeah, probably.
0: Oh, maybe not. Maybe it's ace. Maybe we're folding ace nine to the three bet. Unless yeah. it's ace nine suited, so maybe it's two combos yeah. of ace nine. Let's give it. Let's call it two. All right, so that's fourteen. Yeah,
1: and then we have some king Jackson in there, which definitely king jack of hearts, and maybe 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 not. Let's not let's not even give them those. But nine six suited. Yeah, there's there's two
0: more combos of that. Yeah.
1: So there's a lot more worse hands than better. If we only give him king-jack-of-hearts, it's 17 combos.
0: Okay. And there were seven that were better than us, 17 that are worse.
1: Yeah. So we're like three-quarters of the way up our distribution.
0: And let's, as you said, we've massively under this hand the whole way. Yeah. There's no reason for this guy to think we're as strong as we are, which would make me think, if he can ever play ace-king like this on the turn, I think he's shoving ace-king on the river. Okay. I think that's a reasonable thing to think.
1: Okay. Well, if we do it by distribution alone and try to follow me here... We're giving ourselves three to one in distribution because right. we're three quarters of the way up, right? And we need two to one, which means why do we need two to one? The price we're getting the pot. I mean,
0: we're get it only costs us a we're, third of the pot, a third to win two thirds.
1: We we need to be getting two to one to call, right?
0: We're getting to, we're get, we're getting two to one to call, right?
1: We're getting two to one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: But why do we need to be two thirds of our way up on our distribution? That we need based on that logic, we'd only be one third of the way up in our distribution, right? We can lose, oh, right. twi- we can lose twice and win once. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, right. Of course. So yeah. yeah. So distribution says call. Right. We're under up. That says call. Denzek is capable of this stuff. That says call. Yeah. The only end that makes sense is a set of kings, but forget that, about that. I for mean that second. says
0: fold. Yeah, that says fold. But like this, and when, when we were watching this hand, I said, no, I can see the cards. I admit it's easier, but I said to Grant in my huffing and puffing way. Like, this is why you have to be, you have to, like, you know, if you're up against a good player, you have to use frequencies. Yeah. You have to, otherwise they will eat you alive. And Dan Danzak makes this play, and, like, Aaron does not call right away, right? He goes into the tank, and it's like, uh-oh, is he going to find a fold here? Because this is going to be a frequency-based mistake if he folds.
1: Explain what you mean by frequencies.
0: I mean, when you get, when someone bets a certain amount of money, and actually at any point, you have to not, you can't fold too much. If you overfold, you're going to lose, right? Because he's laying you a price. Right. And he knows he's laying you a price, which means if you fold too much, he automatically makes money no matter what else you do with the rest of your range.
1: At the same point, you can't overcall, of course. Of course not. Yeah.
0: No, that would be a bad frequency the other way, right? Yeah. So you want to have, you want to try and have about correct frequencies here. So often we, like a frequency-based approach is often going to talk about 70% being about right for what you're trying to do at any point in the hand, right? And that's because, that's assuming if people bet like pot size bet at any point, you're getting two to one, which means if you fold more than 70% of the time, they're printing money. And if you call more than 70% of the time, you're probably calling too much. Obviously, it's gonna be different depending on boards and different you know, ranges. There's gonna be things that change it in image and history and all that kind of stuff. But that's like the starting point okay right so like frequency a frequency based approach in this in this case on the river would be we it goes back it's really distribution is what i'm talking about right yeah it's, another, it's a fancy word for distribution in this case um which is a fancy word for how good is my hand right <laughs> yeah. right like oh i can't fold if i fold too much here then like i'm gonna lose money by and playing I, i'm, I'm, I'm ex- making it easy for him to check raise with any two cards right and i'm exploitable yeah, the same thing. Yeah. That's, that's another... Yeah, that's right. This is all semantics, really, right? Where you, But that's okay. Um, so, like, you just can't fold very often if you have a very strong hand, even if you get raised, unless you know the guy is never bluffing, and you know his range, not just his range, but, like, a huge amount of his range is way stronger than what you have. There's certain guys, you can completely ignore this kind of stuff, because they, they're never bluffing ever, and they always have two kings here, or
1: eight, or something better. Right. Well, then you have to be sure it's the right kind of guy, though, because it might be Darwin Moon who overvalues his hands and thinks he has the nuts with Ace-King here.
0: I think it's going to be hard to fold two nines against almost anybody because of this. Um, I think you could maybe fold against Johnny Chan. (laughs) Maybe you could. Um, Maybe if it's like, you know, a Michael Ruan-James-Ope situation, you know, where, like, there's two tables left in the main event, we bet the river, and they go all in when they absolutely don't have to for a huge amount. It's like, I don't know if they'd even move in with Ace-King here. Yeah. Like... It's such a thing to be wrong. Yeah. I don't know if they would do it.
1: Yeah, obviously, cash game. In a cash game, your frequencies can be immaculate. In a tournament, you can change it based on the situation. Without question. Yeah. Right,
0: right. Like, if we think, like, someone's only going to bet, you know, 20% of the time on the river, then we only have to call 20 for 20% right. of the time on the river. Right. Like, we, we adjust our frequencies. We can, we can exploitively adjust our frequencies. But, like, if you're up against a player like Dan Zach, who we know... Like, I took me one second to find out. This guy is completely capable of making crazy weird bluffs on the river, check-raise all-ins on the river with one pair and stuff like that. We just can
1: never fold a good hand. Well, Aaron does. Yes. He folds, and Danzak shows it. Yes. Confirming, Aaron, confirming just in case you didn't know that he knew for sure he was bluffing. Yes. And the look on Aaron's face is priceless. He's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he just... You know that feeling. You've you've all been there. Oh, where, of course. Where the guy bluffs you. You have a huge decision on the river. And they show it. And it's a bluff. And you're like, oh. Right. My heart is explode.
0: Look, if I was... I think even if I was, like, playing a cash game against, like, an old guy, I'd be like, this guy can just have ace-king, right? Like, he might just be overvaluing ace-king. i probably just have to call Yeah. Aaron. I lose a lot, but I just have to call.
1: In the end, Aaron is clearly underrepped. It doesn't feel like he has a set. Right. He's high up in his distribution. Zach is capable it's a call. It's a call. There's so many ways that
0: this didn't have to go bad for Aaron. You know, this is one of the ways is it's a call. Yeah. That's, that's the most clear way. I mean, if,
1: if, if he makes a call here, everything went perfectly.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Right. Um, if he raises the flop, he's probably by the river pot committed in such way that he feels like he has to call. Yeah. Um, like it's just like it just isn't this overwhelming also, Dan, amount.
1: Well, he's probably going to win the pot, but a smaller pot would be my guess if he raises the flop.
0: Um, I agree. I agree that's probably the case, but however it goes down, like he's almost almost never going to lose the pot right if he if yeah. he raises the flop that's that's a big deal like that's that's like he's if you're the kind of guy who may fold later, maybe making it so you don't have tough decisions is pretty good, or just making a better decision
1: on the river works too yeah
0: I mean Aaron's trying to make this highly exploitable fold, right, but he's picked the wrong guy to do it against
1: yeah Dan Zach, don't mess with him
0: call just, yeah I mean that's a, you mess with him by calling,
1: sure. although we do see that danzak has gears as the the hand that i mentioned earlier he did a passive action which was an above the rim passive action
0: absolutely no i mean danzak clearly a good player he's
1: just gonna be a tough guy to play against
0: right and so the tougher they are the more you have to fall back on like you can't exploit me yeah like so i just have to call like with certain amounts of my hands even though this feels really scary and bad i just have to do it and i have to you know no matter what
1: Hey, this might be our longest breakdown of all time. Really? It's close at least. It's at 105 right now. Wow. We have talked a lot. It's yeah. been fun. And it's a good hand. It's a really it's good really hand. Interesting. Thank you, everybody who suggested it. It's yeah. been good. And I guess we're done now. Now we are. <laughs> Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right.
0: Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them outside. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took them on a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown. And going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make.